Hey, uh, that's, uh, we're starting that series next week. I wanted you to go ahead and see that so you can understand where we're going. And, and that series is going to take us all the way up to Easter Sunday. We're calling it Selfie. And we're talking about the fact that we live in a self-obsessed culture. And, uh, and how do we respond to that as believers? And why is that? And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that for the next three weeks all the way up until Easter Sunday. And uh, on Easter Sunday, we're going to give a message that I want you to invite your uh, unchurched friends to be here for. We're going to talk about how you, we can escape from being self-obsessed people and, and, uh, and from a, a self-obsessed culture. And so to help you invite people out on the, in the atrium on the middle table, we've got some invite cards. They're very Easter-looking. They look like Easter eggs. They're... Uh, Frankly, they're a little bit feminine, but that's okay. Uh, guys, we can give these out and understand that Easter is a time of pastels and soft colors. And, um, and so uh, but this, this just simply says on the front, join us for Easter. And on the back, it's got the date of Easter and, and our website and the time we meet. So, and, and that we meet at Greer High School. So this is to help you invite your friends because uh, we've got three weeks from today till Easter. And people will come to church on Easter Sunday who normally would never come to church if you just invite them. And uh, so, and, and here's the other thing. Of all the people I've ever known who are believers that I've heard their story of how they became believers, and I've known probably, I've heard in my lifetime, I've probably heard at least a thousand of those stories or more of how people came to know Jesus. I've only known one guy who came to Jesus without hearing about it from anyone else other than the Bible. I knew this one guy, he was in a hotel room, he was down, you know, having a terrible life. He opened up the Bible, read the Bible, and got saved by himself. But everybody else I've ever talked to, you know how they came to know Jesus? Somebody they knew, invited them to church, somebody they knew, talked to them about Jesus. And so we have an opportunity to invite folks to be here in the next three weeks. You've got three weeks from today to get that done. And so grab, grab some of those. If you, if you grab five, invite five people. If you grab five and you invite one person, bring the other four back, and we'll recycle them for next year, even though it won't be on April 5th. But, but really, invite folks with these, okay? Um, and then the, uh, I was trying to think there was one other thing I was going to tell you. I guess, I guess I can't remember, so let's just jump into what we're talking about today. This is not a normal Sunday. Uh, we're not going to, normally I would be jumping right into a message. And what I want to do today is I want to talk with you a little bit about our future regarding facilities and uh, and where we meet now, where we might want to meet in the future, what are we going to do concerning building, all those kinds of things. There's a lot of different things going on, and our elders have been meeting and praying and planning, and we want you all to be in on everything that's going on and understand that so that we can talk together about this. You can have some questions answered. We can spend some time praying together. So then let me do this up front. Let me go ahead and, and open this up with prayer, and I'm going to pray specifically that I will be clear today in what I communicate and that everyone will understand it. Uh, because as Gary Wilson said at our last elders meeting, if something can be misunderstood, it will be misunderstood. And so I don't want that to happen today. I want us to be very clear on what we're talking about. So let me pray for understanding and that we'll all be alert and have open ears and open hearts, and then we'll, we'll jump right into this. So let's pray. Father God, you're good. This is your church. This is not our church. You, you started this church, and, and you're going to sustain this church, and this, the future of this church is in your hands, and that includes everything, including where we meet, when we meet, uh, how many people are here when we meet, all that kind of stuff. You're, you sustain all of that, and so we trust in you for that. And so as we talk this morning and 
share information. I pray, first of all, Father, that you would make uh, everything that I say very clear, that, that uh, you would keep me from getting off track, that I would stay right on what we need to talk about, and that everyone's ears would be open, their hearts would be open, and that we would have a, a spirit of understanding and togetherness as we leave this place in just a little bit. And so we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. The reason I wanted to share that with you up front, that this is not a normal Sunday, if this is your first Sunday here, please come back next week. There will be a time where I will open up the Bible and share a, a long, well, not long, it's, it's not long, it's, it's, very, com, it's a very compact uh, message, 30 to 35 minute message. Uh, I am going to share some stuff from Scripture in a little bit, but it's not going to be as in-depth as I normally would. I've got notes here, and I wanted to be sure that I have everything written down so I don't skip out on anything. Let me talk just for a minute to begin with how we got where we are in terms of where we meet, why we meet here, and, and all that kind of stuff. When we first started this church 10 years ago now, those of you that were here uh, back then, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years, we, uh, we looked for a school to meet in. Greer High School graciously opened up their doors to us. Mr. Waters was instrumental in that. Who is, he's still the principal here. And, uh, and this place has been a great place for us to meet. And, and so we, we started meeting here. It's met all of our needs. Well, after meeting for a little while, uh, we, we started what we called the Future Development Fund that people could give money to because we knew we couldn't meet here forever. We intentionally did not call it a building fund. Uh, we called it a Future Development Fund on purpose. And the reason why we did that was because we knew that later on we might need to use that money for a building, but we might need to use it for other things for the future of our church. And so we intentionally called it future development because the last thing we wanted to do was call it a building fund, and then later on someone give us a building and we needed it to, to buy a new sound system or something, and somebody come back and say, well, that was for a building, not for a sound system. So we intentionally called it a future development fund, and people started giving to that. Uh, our staff started giving to that. Our elders give to that. And then uh, we, we started that process. And so those of you who give to that know that when you printed off your giving statement for the end of last year, when you got ready to do your taxes, uh, you, you had gifts on there to the general budget and then gifts to the future development fund. And you can, that's something you can give to. Well, in, back in 2009, uh, God provided us a piece of land through Lake Robinson Community Church. And so we, we got that land from, from that church and and uh, we began paying that off. And a couple years after we got that land, we paid it off. And uh, those of you that were here probably remember that. And we, we made a big deal about getting that paid off. And, and so now we're debt-free, and we own this piece of land, which is great. We also own another small piece of land on Country Club Road that we, we were able to get from another church that thought they were going to build there and decided not to. And uh, that you didn't hear much about paying that off because when we got it, it was just such a small amount that we were just able to write a check and just, just pay that off. So, so we own those two pieces of property. Since we got that piece of property on Locust Hill Road, we, we did, we've done a lot of research. We, we talked about building there. We also looked at a lot of existing buildings. There are some of y'all in here that, that have been on trips with us to walk through warehouses, walk through other church buildings, walk through different places to think about, is this where we might could meet? And so We've looked at tons of places, and uh, we never felt comfortable with any of them, either due to price, location, uh, how much it would cost to get the, the building usable for a church, all of those kinds of things. So, so we did a lot of, lot of research on that kind of stuff. So one of the things that we did is we decided that after looking around, we, we couldn't think of any other option, and so we said, well, 
we're going to work on what it would take for us to build a building on our piece of property on Highway 290. So we started that process. A lot of folks spend a lot of time working on that, and, uh, and we've got a plan, and you've seen those plans. They're out in the atrium there. We feel great about that plan. It would meet our needs for, for Sunday morning, our immediate needs. Uh, there was ideas of some things we could do in the future, but that would be the first plan. Now, here's the deal about building, and uh, those of you that, that uh, are familiar with building know this. Um, it's not cheap. Uh, even though we have the, the, uh, the land paid off, when we talked about that plan, you remember when we presented it, that plan out there will cost us about $1.7 million. And that is with us doing a lot of stuff to save money. And it's not extravagant. It doesn't include offices. It doesn't include any kind of fancy stuff. It just includes the basics, an auditorium, children's space, uh, auditorium space that could be used by our teenagers on, on Wednesday nights, our students on Wednesday nights, and parking and, and, and an atrium area. That's all it, that's all it is. So uh, $1.7 million. So throughout the process, as we were getting ready and talking about building, I had one reservation. I didn't have a reservation about the plan. I didn't have a reservation about building on our land. I think it's a great location. Uh, I didn't have, have a reservation about whether or not we should even have a building. I thought that's a great idea. My one reservation was the debt. As we talked about that, that's the one thing that would keep me up at night. That's the one thing that I would spend time praying about and spend time struggling and wrestling with the Lord about is us taking on that amount of debt. As we continued to pray, our stewardship team met, our elders met. We, we all were struggling with that debt, but we thought, right now we don't see any other choices, so we're going to move forward. We're going to continue to do that. Now, throughout this process, one of the things that we've always said is that we would keep our mind open and our eyes open for other opportunities, even as we started raising money for this building. So back at the end of last year, this, this, this situation with Northwood Baptist Church came to us and, and came, kind of fell in our laps, and we started having conversations. And, uh, and, and what that did for us was it kind of opened our eyes, or maybe just me, maybe I'm the only one, but, uh, but I, it, I think it did for our elders as well. It opened our eyes that there's another possibility out there that we had not yet considered that there, there are church buildings all over this county that are being used that maybe we could possibly share some of that space with some of those existing churches. And that was something we just had, frankly, had not thought about and had not discussed. And so that, what that did for us is it, it kind of opened up a new part of my brain and got us, got us thinking. The thing that was going to be so exciting about if the Northwood situation had worked out. The thing that was going to be so exciting about that to me, I mean, the building was going to be exciting and, and, and that was going to be good, but there were two bigger things. One was we would have worship space for Sunday mornings at little or no debt. That was the biggest one. And I remember when we met, we met with a group of our leaders the Sunday before the Northwood um, Church voted and told them they're going to be voting. We don't know what's going to happen, but this is what we hope happens. And I remember as I shared with them the possibility, just seeing on the faces of these leadership of our church, the idea that we could have no debt was just an exciting thing for all of us. Um, because $1.7 million worth of debt, if we raise the $400,000 we have talked about, you're talking about anywhere from an eight to $10,000 a month payment that we would not have to pay. And so that was an exciting uh, situation. 
The other thing that excited me about that opportunity that, that would have really been great, I think, if it could have happened, was that we could have been an example to all these other churches in our area that, hey, you can cooperate. Two churches can come together. This thing can work the way it does because this needs to happen a lot in, in, our, in our area. I don't know if you know this or not. I, I, I looked up this stat the other day to be sure it was accurate. I heard this last year at the South Carolina Baptist Convention meeting. In 2014, 30 Baptist churches in the state of South Carolina closed their doors because they were, and these were not new churches. New churches closed up too, but these were existing churches, churches that had buildings, churches that had been in a community for anywhere from uh, 40 to 100 years, and just because of different things, they had dwindled down and, and they, were, they weren't able to sustain the church anymore. And so 30 different ones in 2014 closed down. There are churches in this area that are, that are just like that, that are, that are struggling right now, that we think that we could come alongside and talk about sharing some space, coming together, and, uh, and, and maybe, maybe doing that. So let me tell you about what our current situation is here, because this has been a great place to meet. Our contract with Greer High School, it runs until January 31st, 2016. That's, that's when it ends. And the way the contract is written, they could cancel it at any time. They've never done that, and I don't anticipate that they would do that. But if they wanted to, they could call me today, and they could say, Hey, Cliff, I hope you enjoyed your service there this morning because it was the last one you're ever going to do there. That's just the way the lease is written. And, uh, and, and we've, we, it's been like that since we, since we started with them. Um, this has been a great place for us to meet. Let me just take a sidebar here and, uh, and praise uh, Marion Waters, who is the principal here. When we came here to meet with him, we, we talked with him about meeting, and I told him at the time, I wasn't lying, I thought I was telling him the truth. I said, hey, we'll probably meet here for two to three years. We're in our tenth year. Uh, he, he has never once said to me, y'all are a burden on this place, y'all need to get out. He's never once done any of that stuff. He's continued to have a great relationship with us. He's continued to renew the contract. And uh, so he has, been a, he has been as big of a champion of this church as anybody else has because he's allowed us to continue to meet here. But I feel like, and this is just me, that if we meet here until next January, that'll be almost 11 years. And this is the way I feel. Remember, Mr. Waters has never said this, never made me feel this way. I think we've overstayed our welcome just a little bit. I feel like we're the house guests that said we were going to stay for two weeks and nine months later, we're still sleeping on the couch. That's kind of the way I feel about this. And so that's why we're looking at these other possibilities. Um, if we started building in May, uh, let's, let's say that the money came in that we were wanting to raise, and we went and got the loan, and we started building the building we're talking about building on 290 in May, we still wouldn't be done with it by January 31st, 2016. So I feel like either way, build or not build, we still need to find another location for us to meet in on Sunday. Uh, right now, our, we set a, a future development goal of, to raise $400,000 by May. Right now, we're at $177,130, so we're not halfway there yet, and it's uh, middle of March. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is this week, so middle of March. So, so we're, we're, not, we're not on track to get the $400,000 by May anyway at this point. So, so what, what are we, what are we going to do? So this is the decision that, that our elders have made. This is, this is what we're talking about. Our elders were unanimous on this. We went away a couple weeks ago to look up Lodge and hung out there and prayed and spent some time planning. 
And what, what our elders agree on, and, and we've all agreed on this as elders, is that we believe we should pursue a relationship with an existing church at this time. Now, what does that mean? This means that we would, we would go to a church and talk about sharing space with them. We're not going to go to a church and say, hey, looks like y'all are struggling, we're coming in and taking over. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about going in and sharing space. So if, if they've got space, we don't have a place to meet, it seems like we could meet each other's needs there and come together. And so, so we're going to start looking for that. The benefits of that are uh, we could have a place to meet with, with no debt or very little debt at this point. Um, remember, we're currently debt-free. That's a good feeling. Imagine what it is. I'm not there yet. We're getting there. But maybe personally, you don't have a house payment. Imagine what it would be like to not have a house payment, those of you that do, and to think about that spare money every month. Right now, we don't have a house payment. But if we build, we're going to have a big house payment, and that's got to be made every month. So we're going to have some money freed up to, uh, to do ministry, to help start more churches, uh, to give more to missions, all those kinds of things that we believe in. Uh, this will also be an opportunity for us to show that cooperation that I talked about that I thought could have happened with Northwood, to show that cooperation to our, to our community, to say, hey, here's two churches coming together to try to do something that's beneficial. This is something that's already happening in our area. Um, I don't know how many of you are familiar with the uh, Cherrydale area of Greenville, and there's an olive garden right there, and right kind of behind that olive garden on, on State Park Road is the church at Cherrydale. used to be Leewood Baptist Church for years. Now it's the church at Cherrydale. That church at, uh, and, and another church, they came together about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, and did, did kind of what we're talking about doing. And now that's a, a new congregation there that meets there, and uh, it's very successful. Things are going good. And so you had a new church that had started. They were about four years old, and now they have a place to meet. They have that, that location. Um, so that's also happened at a church in Anderson that I'm familiar with. It was a new church like us meeting in a movie theater. They went to an existing church, had discussions with those folks. They started off sharing space. That church was down at that time to about 12 folks. After a while, they shared space. The 12 folks came to them and said, why don't we just become a part of your church? And, and so that happened over there. So it's happening in our area. Um, it, this is not a brand new idea. So what about our current plans? Well, we still need to move towards building because we don't know if this other is going to happen. And we still need to give to future development. So I want to encourage you to do that. And I know some of you are thinking, Cliff, you just said we might not build. But listen, remember, it's the future development fund, not the building fund. And so let's say we do get to a church where we can share space with. Now, a lot of these churches were built in the 60s, and a lot of them are still designed to look like it's 1965. So let's say we sh start sharing space with a church, and we come in, and it looks like 1965, and we say to them, hey, we've got this amount of money. We've got $300,000 here. Would we be okay if we modernize this place? And they said, yeah. Let's do that, and we would have the, the funds to do that. So I want you to keep giving to future development so we could use it either to build or for, for another, for another uh, opportunity. Um, our target area, where are we talking about doing this? Because there's a lot of churches. We're not talking about relocating to downtown Greenville or Spartanburg or anything like that. Our target area is where it's always been. It's the Blue Ridge, Taylors, Greer area. That's, that's what we're talking about. So when you start thinking about possibilities, that, that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about going way out uh, beyond I-85 or anything like that. 
our elders, we actually have some dots on a map, our elders do, that we're, we're, we've kind of set off as boundaries of how far we'd be willing to look. Um, so, but that's our target area, the Blue Ridge Taylors, Greer area. Um, we, uh, we don't have any plans at this point to sell our land on Highway 290. Um, even if we started sharing space with another church and that was going well, we're not going to immediately sell that land. One of the things we've talked about for a long time is that we would like to be a church that has more than one location for people to come to. One of the things that, that we don't want to do is we, we don't ever want to be a church that has 5,000 people meeting in one place. That's okay for some churches. I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable with that for us. And so I would rather us have five places where 300 people met at one time. That's what I would rather have. And so we want to keep our land on 290 for that possibility to still build out there one day and have a location to meet there, even if we're meeting, uh, have another location somewhere else. Um, we, uh, we will still be Freedom Fellowship. Uh, we don't have any plans to go into another church and then say, hey, we've been here a long time. Why don't y'all just become whatever Baptist church? Uh, we don't have a plan to do that. We want to be Freedom Fellowship. We're going to protect the mission of this church, which is help people discover true freedom that only comes from Jesus Christ. We want to continue to do that. We're going to continue to keep the things important to us that are important, like life groups and like outreach and like modern uh, worship music and ministering to children and teenagers. Those are the things that are important to us, and we're going to keep those. That stuff's not going to change. So what are our next steps? If this is what we've decided we're going to do, what are our next steps? Well, the first thing we're doing, and we're, we're in the process of doing this now, is we're gathering some information. Had a meeting uh, just Wednesday with Randy Bradley, who's the director of missions for the Three Rivers Baptist Association, which we're a part of, just to talk with him about possibilities of churches that he thought of in our association that might be willing to share some space. We're talking to other folks as well. So what I'd like for you to do, <coughs> I'd like for you to be our eyes and ears on this. Not our mouth right now, if you would. Here's what I mean. Uh, you can ask some questions, but the last thing I want you to do is say, well, you know, my preacher said Sunday, we're, why don't we just talk to y'all and we'll make that happen. And we don't want that. Don't make a deal for us. But be our eyes and ears. You know a lot of folks in this community that I don't ever have contact with. You know people in churches, you might be talking with someone, you might be working with someone there at a church, and they might come to you and say, man, we're struggling, we're down to just a handful of folks, and we got all this building that we can't even hardly afford to turn the heat on now, or whatever it might be. You know about those situations. Please bring those to us. You can bring those to me or Donnie or any of our elders and just take it to them. And you don't even have to say, I think this might work. You can just say, here's what I heard. Y'all can investigate it if you want to and just bring it to us. And uh, our elders already have, we've given them, they've got a list of questions where they can go and they can start talking to some people so it doesn't all have to flow through me. Um, they know exactly what we're, we're looking for and, and what we want to talk about. Um, so, so please do that for us. Keep, keep your eyes and your ears open about that. I'm gonna, if you've got a Bible that you can open up or, or a look on your iPad or something, or it'll be on the screen, I'm, go to Jeremiah 29. I'm going to share just a couple verses with you here from Jeremiah 29, starting in verse 10. Before I do that, let me just remind us all of something that, that we say a lot, and maybe we haven't said it enough lately, but um, just a reminder, a church is not a building. Never has been, never will be. 
And so, right now, we're a church, and what we are the church gathered together. And then, in just a little while, we're going to be the church scattered all over this community. And then when you get to work Monday morning and you're overwhelmed by stress, you're going to be the church scattered, smothered, and covered. That's what you'll be. And then we're going to make do the best we can through the week and gather again together on next Sunday. And then during the week, there'll be small church gatherings all over this community as life groups meet. And, and that's, that's what the church is. The church is the believers carrying the mission of Jesus with them wherever they go. And so, um, I, I'm just going to, he didn't know I was going to say this, but my friend Lance Owens is here. Lance has, used to be an elder here until he got to move to the beach. Wow, like that's a big deal, you know. Every day I wake up and I'm jealous of Lance. But, um, but Lance, Lance is, is, doesn't live here anymore, but I still consider Lance a part of this church, even though he doesn't live here anymore, because he was here from the beginning, and I know that he's ministering for the gospel where he is, even though he's involved in a church in Myrtle Beach. But uh, he's ministering for the gospel down there. And we're, we're the church. Where you go, you're the church. And so what we're talking about here, it's important, but it's not all important, okay? And we're just talking about where we're going to meet. We're not talking about what kind of church we're going to be. We already are that. We're not going to talk about what we're going to try to do as a church. We're already doing that. This is just a place for us to come together. That's what we need. And so that, that's what we're talking about. And I want to read to you from Jeremiah 29, 10 through 13. And, you know, the history of Israel, there were, there were times when the Israelites were taken over by other nations. And there were times when, when they were exiled, they were not even living in within the geographical boundaries of Jerusalem. There were times when kings would come in and they would take the best and brightest of Israel and they'd take them to another nation and they'd try to make them worship their gods and try to make them live life their way. And, and Jeremiah is talking to, to, the, to the nation of Israel during a difficult time. During a time when they didn't really seem to know who they were and what they should be doing. During a time of uncertainty, just like we are now when it comes to facilities, we're kind of at a time of uncertainty. And this is what he says. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Let me just stop right there. When we started this church 10 years ago, if you'd have said to me, Cliff, on March 15th, 2015, where will Freedom Fellowship be gathering for worship on Sunday morning? I would not have told you Greer High School. Because I told you back then, I told Mr. Waters, we'll be here two or three years, that'll be it. But you know who did know that on March 15th, 2015, we'd be at Greer High School? And you know who did know what I was going to be wearing today? God knew that. None of this has taken him by surprise. And what else that he knows that I don't know right now is where the next place is. And we know that his plans for us are plans for our good, not for our destruction. Plans for our, our welfare, not for evil. And that's what he has planned for us when it comes to the next place that Freedom Fellowship will gather to worship together on Sunday mornings. Then in verse 12, he says this, Then you will call upon me, 
and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. We don't have to have a building. We don't have to have a sound system. We don't have to have even a Bible printed to be able to seek God with all of our heart. We can do that anytime, wherever we are, and that's what we're trying to do as a church. All we want to do is seek the will of God, do what He has for us to do, and take the next step. So this is what I want to do. We're going to pray. Before we pray, let me just remind you, we're going to pray together. Um, then I will say a closing prayer, and then the band will, will lead us in a, in a closing song that we're going to sing out together and be excited about before we leave this place. Before we pray, just let me remind you of a couple things I said earlier. Just be, just be our eyes and ears. Be on the lookout. Help us look for this. Second thing is, if you have any question at all, ask me, ask Donnie, ask our elders. Please do not just sit in confusion and ask your husband or wife, why is Cliff so stupid? Don't do any of those things. Ask us. Ask us. And we'll answer the question for you. All right? We, we, we want to be completely open about this thing. The last thing we're trying to do is withhold any information. I've told you right now everything that we know. And we're moving forward on that. All right, let's pray together. Father God, thank you so much for giving us an opportunity to be in this place. You have provided this place faithfully to us for so long to meet in. And we know that you know the next place. And we look forward to that day. And we trust you for it. You have always provided for this church. And I know that you always will. My trust is not in myself. My trust is not in these people. My trust is in you. And I pray that we would all put our complete faith and trust in you. God, you know what's best. Please give us wisdom. Please allow us to be good stewards of what you've already given us. Please open up doors, maybe doors that we thought were already closed, or maybe doors we haven't even considered yet, but open up the right door. And Father, most of all, I pray that you would be glorified by not only this, but everything that happens in this church. You would be glorified by our lives tomorrow as we go to work and as we go to school, that you'd be glorified by the way we spend our money, you'd be glorified by the way we treat our husband and our wife. You'd be glorified by the way we parent our kids. That you'd be glorified by everything that we do because we're living life for you. You are so good and you are God. We ask these things in Jesus' name.